Hello, my name is Grace, and welcome to another episode of the Urban Girl Podcast. Now, between the hardcore environmentalists and the people who don't believe in climate change, there's a lot of he said, she said on what is truly harmful to the environment and what isn't as bad as people really claim it is. Our first topic is on the environmental and health impacts of using plastic. So let's start off with the pros. Plastics are lightweight and cheap to make, but that is, that's the exact reason it has become such an overconsumed material. And because it's so cheap to make, people throw it out without even thinking about it. Disposables, meaning disposable spoons, forks, sorry, uh, spoons, forks, knives, plates, whatever, used to not exist. People had real things and held on to them as, as they would with any other possession. Why would you make something just to use it once and then throw it out? The answer is convenience. People nowadays are always on the go, so people are eating out more, like getting fast food or any kind of quick food, and because they're eating out, they need utensils to eat this food with, hence disposable utensils, plates, and just disposable packaging in general. But what about the plastics that aren't getting thrown out immediately? What about using plastic Tupperware instead of glass? What's the difference? Plastic is cheaper, lighter, and doesn't break as easily as glass, so is it really worth it to switch? There are about 20 different types of major plastics used in the world today. Over 300 million metric tons of plastics are produced in the world annually, and about 50% of that amount are made up by disposable items, which are classified as products that are discarded within a year of their purchase. The problem with disposable items is where do they end up? To throw away something, it has to go somewhere. Well, there are four different options to dispose of these materials. One is a landfill, which is a place where item designated items are collected and just sit there until there's no more room left and then they build a new landfill. The second option is incineration, which is used by burning these plastics or materials in general, uh, causing bad air pollution, which is bad for respiratory, respiratory health and environmental health. The third option is recycling, turning one product that's already been used into something new that can be used again. And the fourth option is composting, um, which is can only be done if the plastics are biodegradable. So there are several different impacts that plastics have on the environment. One is simply space. The first issue with disposing of plastics is just the amount of space it takes up. Quote unquote, throwing away something, as I mentioned before, has to go somewhere. A place where people can live, animals can live, businesses could be, or anything else, is set aside strictly for our waste. Most of us in the U.S. don't see this issue firsthand because we're lucky enough to have relatively a lot of space compared to other countries. But smaller countries like Japan feel this burden 
more. So they turn to incineration method, which is also not ideal because then you have all the pollution from burning the plastic, which is harmful to people and animal people's and animals respiratory health. And the plastic not only sits there and takes up space, but as everything decomposes, the reaction creates a greenhouse gas called methane and landfills are the third largest source of methane. Another impact it can have are on our water. A big issue with plastics in landfills and plastics in general is that they end up in the water. Large plastics like plastic bags and plastic straws um, and many others end up in the ocean and ends up killing marine life because they mistake it for food. The plastic that, that doesn't get eaten deteriorates over time and turns, up, turns into what are called microplastics, which contaminate the water sea animals drink and also can affect the water we drink. The end result of this plastic problem contri- contributes to climate change, which in turn makes the ocean warmer. This is not good because the ocean is the biggest storage center of carbon. So to break it down, instead of carbon going back into the atmosphere, heating up the earth, the ocean sucks it up. But as the ocean gets warmer, the less carbon it is able to hold, so it creates this vicious cycle of pollution making the earth warm, which makes the ocean warm, which doesn't allow the ocean to store as much carbon. So more carbon is going back into the atmosphere, making the world even warmer, and then so on and so forth, making the ocean warmer, less carbon, all that. This warming of the ocean also contributes to what is known as ocean acidification. This leads to more death in marine animals and plants. What has given this issue a platform is the drastic change in the coral reef for example. It used to be more colorful and beautiful pieces of the ocean, and now it's slowly dying off and turning a dark, ugly, brownish color. I could go on and on about just how much plastic impacts the ocean, but I'll stop there and move on for now to the next topic, which is plastic's effect on human health. BPA and DEHP are the biggest contributors to health problems because of the type of plastic. Whether we like it or not, in our society we are constantly being exposed to plastics through food packaging, clothing, furniture, and pretty much anything else you can name. Studies have found that around 90%, sorry, 95% of adults in the US have plastic in their system. So what? Well, for one, has been linked to reproductive issues like decreased male fertility and the fact that BPA bottles or BPA used in baby bottles have been recently banned in the U.S. Although BPA is banned from being used in baby bottles, there are so many other products BPA is in, and if it's harmful to babies, it still can't be good for adults. I mean, even though adults are a lot bigger than babies, overexposure to these plastics can still cause major health issues. 
DEHP is another harmful plastic like BPA, and studies have found that exposure to DEHP have been linked to a larger waistline in disrupting insulin levels. Basically, increased exposure to this kind of plastic can make you gain weight. Also, plastic liners are used to separate groundwater from soil and drinking water, which can contaminate the water we drink. Like I mentioned before, one of the alternatives to using landfills is incinerating plastic, which can cause major respiratory problems for people. The other consequence of plastic consumption is them becoming microplastics, which contaminates our drinking water and any other water we use, like taking a shower. So, what are some alternatives? After hearing about all this, you might ask, what are my options? You would think recycling would be a great option, except for the fact that not all plastics can be recycled. Do you know what types of plastics can be recycled and which can't be? I sure as hell don't. Now, of course, there are ways to find this kind of information out, but most people are not going to take the time to figure that out as they're standing in front of the garbage can and recycling bin, torn between which one to choose. In the moment, they're going to make a game-time decision to either throw their plastic item in the garbage when there's a chance that it could have been recycled, or default into thinking all plastics can be recyclable and throw it in the recycling bin when there's a chance that it's a non-recyclable plastic, therefore contaminating the whole batch of recycling, forcing the trashman to throw out everything and defeating the original purpose in the first place. Frustrating. I know, trust me. It's so defeating seeing the trash bin and recycling bin taken away in the same container. It often makes me question myself, like, why make the effort if your expected outcome is not even guaranteed? But then I think, hey, you know, there's a chance that my items do end up getting recycled and turned into something new. But if you want to be really sure, using glass products is a really great alternative. Try buying glass packaged products in the store instead of ones in plastic containers. An easy product to do this with are nut butters. Most come in plastic containers, but a lot of grocery stores have glass options. It's hard because plastic packaging dominates most of the grocery store. So it's tricky when you really think about it to go in and get a whole load of groceries without using plastic. In another instance, instead of buying food products packaged in plastic, try meal prepping yourself with non-processed ingredients and then you can take it on the go in a reusable container. In this case, specifically glass, but either works. In the end of the day, even if you only have reusable containers that are made out of plastic, even though the end cycle of that container is not as eco-friendly as a glass alternative, by reusing that container, you're still saving on a ton of plastic packaging that you would otherwise be throwing out on the daily if you didn't prepare your own meals. Times were different before the rise of plastics and disposables. There wasn't a wide 
array of packaged products like there are today. Fruits and vegetables were freshly delivered to the market and they weren't suffocating in plastic packaging and baked goods were made fresh daily with whole ingredients. It used to be that people didn't overconsume the way people do today because items weren't mass-produced the way they are today. Because most things are mass-produced and produced under unethical conditions like child labor, for example, things weren't as cheap as they are today. But because many things are relatively cheaper than the things were decades ago, it gives consumers more room to overbuy and not take pride in what they own. If you buy a shirt for $4 that was made in a different country and rips, it's really not a big deal because you think, like, oh, I can just buy another one. Why use a reusable straw for $10 when you can buy a pack of 100 plastic straws for only a dollar? The long-term math supports investing in a reusable straw, but most people don't think like that. They think for in the moment and not for the future, which supports buying the plastic straws for only a dollar over the reusable one for 10 times the amount. People don't value the things they own anymore because they know they can always get another one easily and it's not that expensive. When disposable plastic started being produced, nobody cared about the immense impacts of mass producing these items. And if they did, they probably thought that it wouldn't impact them in their lifetime, so who cares? Either way, now we're at the point where it is impacting us. Drastic changes are rough for anyone, and even though I try to be conscious of my waste, nobody's perfect, and it's next to impossible to not use plastic due to the world we live in. I try to prepare my own meals and buy foods that aren't covered in plastic, but... There are times where I didn't have time to pack something to eat that day and I end up buying a packaged granola bar on the go or something like that. The important part is not to focus on the times you so-called messed up, but to acknowledge all your efforts to save on your plastic consumption and reflect on ways you can reduce less, like not waiting until the morning of to try to prepare a meal to take with you for that day or and instead prepare something the night before so you don't accidentally run out of time. So I challenge everyone to think of one simple thing they can do this week to reduce the amount of plastic they throw out and see how it goes. If you're at a loss for ideas, you can check out our recent podcast called Sustainable for Free, which has a bunch of simple ways to be more eco-friendly for free. And thanks again. See you next time.